And at the moment, there might be things that you cannot make sense of, and you're wondering what's going on. You might not have sight, but may you understand that God is our vision to lead us and guide us through whatever we face today. Welcome to this week's edition of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. We as believers need to praise God with thanksgiving for the fact that this relationship we have with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, is much more than just meeting with Him once a week on Sunday or even once a day for our devotion time. Psalm 92 tells us that this life we have with the Lord is to be one that flourishes even in the face of adversity. So join us as Frank Sarone, who shared some of his testimony with us last week, leads us through Psalm 92, verses 10 to 15. Well, it's 2022. It's quite amazing to think how quickly the years are going by. Uh, But as I started this year, 2022, I was thinking to myself, um, I'm 55 this year. Uh, My wife and I have four children. And uh, two of our children, their wives are expecting uh, babies in February. And so we're going to be grandparents in February. And as Chris and I were just reflecting, and I was thinking through over the 30 years of being married, is uh, we live in different ages and stages of life. I remember when we did get married, I mean, what a wonderful beginning. And we began having children and, and uh, what an incredible experience of life. And now we're beginning to have grandchildren. And uh, the Lord really impressed upon me um, the principle of finishing strong. And as we continue to run the race of life, of keeping the main thing, the main thing. And um, the word that I'm taking for this year is a word that I was thinking about as we began the year is the word to dwell. And the word to dwell means to live in a place, to reside for a purpose in a place. And at this age and stage of life, as I look back over my life, I'm reminded of um, great principles of watching Christ at work through the ages and stages. But there's much more life to be lived. And now as we enter this next age and stage of life and continuing to run the race, we want to run with our eyes fixed and focused as upon Christ. It was said of a a man from Tanzania that was running in the Olympics at one time, in which as he was running the marathon race, halfway through the marathon race, he stumbled off to the side. The runners continued to run the race. The race was over as he came stumbling into an empty coliseum. And as he came into this empty coliseum to cross the finish line, a news reporter that was still there came over to him and said, Sir, um, this man from Tanzania, he said to him, Sir, Uh, the race has been over. Why did you continue to run the race? And this man from Tanzania looked at that news reporter and said, Sir, my country sent me 7,000 miles, not just to start the race, but my country sent me 7,000 miles to continue and run and finish the race. And may that be true in each of our lives. It's not just about how we begin, but it's about as we continue to finish. And so there's a passage of scripture I'd like to look at, and that's uh, Psalm 92, and beginning at verse 10 through verse 15. Psalm 92, beginning at verse 10 through verse 15. 
in which the writer here, David himself, and it's known as a song for the Sabbath. And um, whatever age and stage you might find yourself in right now, may it be a time of Sabbath, a time to rest, a time to reflect, a time of renewal as you continue to run the race. Because age is a matter of fact, we're all growing old, but maturity is a choice. Age is a matter of fact, we're all growing old, but maturity is a choice. And that choice is our responsibility, which is a response to God's amazing ability in and through our lives every day. It can be said that we can live a life that is childish, or we can live a life that is childlike. And we're childish when we're demanding our way, but we become childlike when we're depending upon God's way. And so over these last few weeks, as I've been reflecting, even in my own life, I've been praying, Lord, bring me back to that place. Bring me back to that place of dwelling in you and dwelling in your word. And so let me just read this passage of scripture and then make a few comments on it. Psalm 92, verse 10 through 15. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked exudantly upon my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And so right from the beginning there, it says, but you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. And so as we look at this passage of scripture in which it speaks of someone that is growing older, but I love that expression right there in verse 10. It says, I've been anointed with fresh oil. And that expression of oil throughout scripture speaks of the Holy Spirit. It's not that we get more of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit gets more of us. And in our Christian lives, may there be a daily fresh anointing by his spirit. I remember as a kid in college in which uh, when I would talk to my folks calling back home, you know, they would often ask different things about, um, you know, my classes, different things about college life. And often I'd hear my dad often say, you know, how are things going with the car? Remember, change the oil every 3000 miles, change the oil every 3000 miles. And since those college years, I've tried to keep to that every 3,000 miles in our vehicles to get an oil change. And maybe even right now in your life right now, there needs to be a fresh anointing of the oil, the Spirit of God in your life as in my life of dwelling. Am I dwelling? Am I living in a place? Am I residing in that place for a God-given purpose? And so as we go through this passage of Scripture there, just to pull out a few things when there is a fresh anointing of this oil of the Spirit of God in our lives. You see in verse 11, it says that we will have eyes 
that are seen. And we will have eyes that are seen. And these eyes that are seen will be eyes that are seen with a godly perspective. It's very tempting in our own lives to look at the things around us, to look at the challenges in our lives. And from a human perspective, it might seem incredibly meaningless. But when we look with a godly perspective, we all of a sudden see that it is meaningful. And so may we have our eyes that are seen with a godly perspective. And, um, you know, I even this morning as I was putting my glasses on, I noticed there were some smudges in my glasses. And, uh, you know, I began to clean them, but I, I would sort of just put them up to the light. And as I'd put them up to the light, the light would expose the smudges as it would be in my glasses. And so as we expose ourselves to the God-given light of Christ in our lives, he reveals us for who we are. And we begin to see the smudges in our own eyes, but then we begin to see as through God-given perspective. And so as it says, my eye has looked and may we have eyes that are seen with godly perspective. The next thing that you see, it says, my ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. And so may we not only have eyes that are seen with godly perspective, but may we have ears that are hearing with godly purpose. And as we have ears that are hearing with godly purpose, we understand that we hear what he wants to say. And it's very tempting in our own lives to say what we want or to hear what we want, but may we slow down to listen to him. And I often like to put it this way, when it says, be still and know that I am God, it begins with listening. And if you take the word listen, L-I-S-T-E-N, you switch the letters around and you come up with S-I-L. E-N-T. In order to listen, we have to be silent. And so do we have ears that are hearing with his godly purpose. Then it goes on and it says, the righteous man will flourish like the palm tree and he will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. And it says, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. So not only eyes that are seen with godly perspective, but we also have ears that are hearing with godly purpose. But may we have lives that are living and flourishing with godly power as you see planted in the house of the Lord. May there be that dwelling place. May we be dwelling in his word as we're dwelling in his house. And as he's dwelling within us, there is power that is released. There's some things to just pull out in these verses. It says the righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar. The palm tree, if you've ever been by the ocean or by the seaside, you'll see these palm trees and they're resilient in which they sort of wave and they flow with the winds and the waves that come near the ocean, but they don't, they don't turn over. They don't, they go with the wind. They go with the challenges. They go with the storm, but they find their strength in their rootedness. And may we be as that palm tree 
that with the winds and the waves of life, we're resilient because our strength is in the roots that we have and our roots are in Christ. Also, the palm tree was used as on Palm Sunday in which the palms were laid in celebration and anticipation of the King coming. And may we as celebrate the King in our lives. So as we have lives that are living and flourishing, with godly power, it's because of what Christ has done and he continues to do in each of our lives. And so maybe right now, if you're being faced with some kind of disappointment, it might seem like a human disappointment, but any human disappointment can be seen as a godly appointment of what God is going to do right now and here in our lives. Not only the palm tree is seen, but it also says that he will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And so as the palm tree is flexible, the cedar tree is firm and strong and majestic and powerful. And so it says we will grow like a cedar. And so not only does the cedar have the strength, but the cedar also has the scent, the fragrance that if you put things in a cedar box or things are clothed around cedar, there's that fragrance that comes. So not only is there strength as in a cedar tree in that area of Israel, but there is also the scent, the fragrance that comes from the cedar tree. And so as we are rooted in Christ, we are flexible like a palm tree. We celebrate the coming of the king, but also as a cedar We are rooted with strength, but we also bring the fragrance of Christ to those around us. So may we have eyes that are seeing with godly perspective. May we have ears that are hearing with godly purpose. And may we have lives that are living and flourishing as with godly power, as you can see. And it says there in verse 14, they will still yield fruit in old age. They will be full of sap and very green. And so, you know, as we grow older, there can be that tendency of sort of drying up or that tendency of feeling we're still not being used, but as a tree that is rooted and it flourishes and it has purpose and it brings about the produce of fruit from the inside out. And even in old age, still yielding fruit, they will be full of sap and very green. And so there's roots then fruit. I love what Augustine said in one of his books, Confessions. He put it this way, O Lord, you have created us for, our, for yourself, and we will be restless till we rest in thee. O Lord, you have created us for thyself, and we will be restless until we rest in thee. And so I don't know where you are today. I don't know what you're faced with, but be mindful never to allow your past to define you, but allow God to use your past to refine you, to become the man or woman of God that he wants you to be. And so whatever you're going through, be reminded of that, that what you have learned from the past, God is going to use to build in and grow in you and through you every step every breath that you take now and into your future. Then as it goes on there at the end in verse 15, it says this, to declare that the Lord is upright. And that expression for Lord is the expression of Yahweh, 
to declare that Yahweh, the Lord, Yahweh is the expression of God of the I am, the I am of yesterday, today, and forever, in which the love of the Yahweh, the Lord, his love for us is not based on what we do or don't do, but his love for us is based on who he is. And so we are able to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And so may we have mouths that are declaring godly praise, eyes seeing with godly perspective, ears hearing with godly purpose, lives that are living and flourishing with godly power, and mouths that are declaring godly praise. What an incredible reminder that at whatever age and stage you might be right now, may you find yourself and your identity being in Christ, in Christ alone. Our identity is not in what we do. Our identity is in what Christ has done, and he has called us his own for a purpose. So may we stop trying to compete with others, but may we see that each member in the body of Christ is completing as the purpose and the plan what God has for each one of us. Another passage that I would just like to highlight is taken from Mark chapter 3. And in Mark chapter 3, when Christ was calling his disciples, in Mark chapter 3 and looking at verse 13 and 14, Mark chapter 3, beginning at verse 13, and it says, And he went up on the mountain, and he summoned those whom he himself wanted, and they came to him. Christ never intimidates, but Christ always invites. And he appointed 12 so that, and that clause there, so that, is like a hinge that they would be with him and that he could send them out to preach. And so when Christ called his 12 disciples, he called them to be with him. That's intimacy. Then he would send them out, and that would be with his authority. And so as we start this year, as you start this day, as you start this week, as you go into this day, may you understand that God is as big and the future is as big as God is and all that he has for you. But as we begin every day, may we dwell in a place and may we have a place where we give God space that he'll change our pace as he teaches us about his grace for whatever we face as we continue to run the race of life. And this is what's been fresh in my mind today as fresh oil, as a reminder of rest and as a reminder in reflecting that may I start my day dwelling in him and in his word as he would dwell in me and his life would be seen through me. May I find a place today to give God space, to change my pace to slow down and teach me about his amazing grace for whatever I will face as I continue to run the race. And so I want to encourage each one of us, may we have our eyes fixed and focused on him. Whatever challenges come our way, whatever obstacles come our way, may we see those obstacles as opportunities for Christ to demonstrate his amazing sufficiency, strength, and grace in our lives.
years ago, I was skiing at a um, place called Winter Park. And as I was coming down the mountain, I could hear behind me, left, right, left, right. And I was wondering uh, who was behind me. And when I turned around to look, there was a man that was skiing by me and he had an orange vest. And on the orange vest, it said blind skier. And behind him was an instructor. Then the instructor was giving him instruction, left, right, left, right. And this man that was blind was following the instruction of his instructor, of his commander. And as he was going through the woods and through the trees and around the moguls and down the, down the slopes, he was listening to every word of his instructor. And as I was watching him and how he put complete trust in the words of his master, of that instructor, I thought to myself, this blind skier, this blind skier did not have sight, but this blind skier had vision. And in each one of our lives, may we understand that God is the one that is leading us. And at the moment, there might be things that you cannot make sense of, and you're wondering what's going on. You might not have sight, but may you understand that God is our vision to lead us and guide us through whatever we face today. So know of my thoughts and prayers for for you today, as in each one of our lives, may we find ourselves dwelling in a place. And when we're dwelling in Him, we'll have eyes seen with godly perspective. We'll have ears that are hearing with godly purpose. We will continue to have lives that are living and flourishing with godly power, and our mouths will always be declaring godly praise. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast, featuring our host, Kelly Doherty and Frank Cerrone. We hope this episode was encouraging to you and your heart. If you would like to get in touch with Frank or Kelly, please feel free to reach out to them by email. Frank may be reached at frank at ravencrest.org and Kelly may be reached at kelly at hishill.org. Again, thank you so much for joining us this week for another episode of the His Hill Podcast. Keep your eyes fixed on Christ, alumni, and don't forget that you have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. I'm Lizzie. We'll see you next week.